We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. We are truly grateful today for God just being God. Amen. I can honestly say that in spite of myself, God has been good to me. Um, On last week, Pastor Underwood gave us a message that's going to take us a little while to walk out. Now, it was only three points, but it's going to take us a while to walk it out because if you cut too little, you got to cut again. And if you cut too much, well, that ain't too good either. So we, we, we got to figure out what to get rid of and what to keep. Because we got to cut away some of this excess emotions. And we got to have ambition, but we got to cut away the excess. And then all of the excess thinking. At some point, you got to come to a decision. And sometimes we think ourselves out of a decision. And when all we simply have to do is just do what he told us. Um, I've had a pretty good week this week. It's been a busy week, but it's been a good week. Anytime you spend time in the presence of God, you can look at it and say that was a pretty good week. Uh, I promise you I won't be before you long today. Look at your neighbor and tell him he's going to give you a snack so you can come back next week. Uh, We've been blessed here at TMC. We eat good, don't we? Uh, And some meals are are a little heavier than others. And sometimes you just need a light, clean meal just to get you through the day. But unfortunately, everybody that spoke today has been talking about the same thing. And I'm going to have to follow suit. And what we would like to share with you on today is coming from the book of Genesis. Uh, it's a very familiar passage of scripture. We all know it. Uh, and I'm going to try not to read too much, too much scripture for you. Um, it is... An old person thing, I guess, when you stop and think about it. Uh, 
we used to do a thing in the Kojic church called a read-on preacher. Uh, and sometime in our reading, we would uh, have somebody else read for us. Um, I'm not going to do that to you today. Somebody said they got me, so okay. Uh, but if you will, let's go to Genesis uh, chapter 3. Uh, we have some parents in the house that have kids, and one thing that a parent really don't like is when their kid come to them and ask them something, and they give them an answer, and they go to another parent. And ask them. What they think. And it creates. A problem for the child. And for. The parent. Uh, Genesis chapter 3. Very familiar passage of scripture. It says, now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Did God really say? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the tree in the garden, but God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. God didn't say that. He did say don't eat, but he didn't say don't touch. Verse 4, you will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Hmm. The serpent said, God said, the serpent said. Look at your neighbor and tell him, this is a conversation. You should never have. The situation here is that after God had prepared the garden, he spent the first couple of chapters in Genesis preparing a place for the man that he would create. He created our world first, and then he planted a garden. He planted a garden east in Eden, preparing a place for the man that he was going to put in the garden. So even before he made him, he made everything that he would ever need. He had prepared it for him before he prepared him for it. And sometimes we don't realize that God knows what you would need even before you need it. God knows the situations that you're going to run in into even before you run into them. 
And he has already provided for you when you get there. So when God created this place and put them in it, and then this snake had the nerve to go to the woman and ask the question, notice that he did not really tell her what God said. He asked the question. And sometimes we as the children of God, when we really want to do something that we know God told us not to do, we start asking questions trying to find a way to make it okay for us to do what God told us not to do. Because in our heart of hearts, we know what he said, but we really want to do it anyway. And we really want to do it, and even though there may be some consequences for it, we might think that we could handle the consequences. There was this girl I know that had a good relationship with her father. And anytime she wanted to do something, she would go and say, well, what, what's going to be the punishment when I do it? And I would say, I guess I told on her. I would tell her what the punishment would be, and she would decide then whether or not she wanted to do it. So then I had to raise the punishment. Now, when God spoke to Eve, he said to her, don't eat of this tree, and if you do eat of it, you will die. If you eat of this tree, you will die. Can you think of anything that you want to do so bad that you're willing to risk your life? And in fact, you're not really risking your life because God said you're going to die. And God can't lie. However, when she ate of the fruit, she didn't die immediately. So now, in her mind, I need to give Adam some of this because I didn't die when I ate it. Even though God said I was going to die. Have you ever been in a situation where you know you did something you weren't supposed to do and you didn't have immediate consequence and you felt like you was okay? You know, that's an old saying that says you may get away, but you won't get by. So, like God usually do, he came down to meet with them in the cool of the day. 
to take his normal scroll with them like he always do. But when he got to the garden, the place where they usually meet, he was not there. I wonder if God's ever been looking for you. And couldn't find you in the place where you were supposed to be. And his first question was, where are you? Adam, where art thou? And Adam's response was, look, I... I was naked, so I hid myself. What do you mean naked? Who told you that you were naked? I made you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. And now your vocabulary has come up with something that I did not give you. Who told you that you were not enough? Who told you you need to hide something? I know how I made you. I know what I gave you. But now you're saying, I'm naked and I need to hide. And of course, the woman said, the serpent, he told me that if I eat, I ain't going to really die. I'm just going to become wise. And I, I, you know, I, I don't want to be a dummy. I want to be smart like you. So I got curious. And I tried it, and I'm still here. The serpent said. Now, can you imagine what went through God's mind at that time? I, I, I created you. I made you. I breathed me into you. And I told you that if you eat it, you're going to die. But the serpent said, you're not going to die. So you trusted him, but you didn't trust me. How many times have you trusted somebody else to tell you you could not do what God told you to do? How many times have you trusted someone else to tell you that that ain't really what he meant? It bothers me to know that someone loved you that much and yet you need to go to someone else 
to get their advice on what God said. Now understand that God loves you so much that even in your disobedience, he provides a way out. He will not throw you away. However, there is consequences for your actions. When God created man and created the garden for them, he placed them in there and he placed a tree in the middle of the garden called the tree of life. In the event that you have some health challenges along the way, you could go by the tree of life and you could eat from the fruit from the tree of life and live forever. There was no such thing as death because God had provided for your continuous living. But when the serpent convinced Eve to disobey God, Something happened. We're in the middle of football season right now, right? And every now and then, when the team that has the ball comes up to the line to run a play, a veteran quarterback has the liberty to survey what's in front of him from the defense. And even though the coach has already called the play, if he reads the defense and realizes the play won't work, he can call what is called an audible. Which means he can change the play at the spot. When God created man and he created him to live forever, to replenish the earth, for women to have children with no pain, But because of that disobedience, God had to call an audible and say, I love him too much to kill him right now. However, I cannot let them go in their fallen state and take from the tree of life and live forever like this. So what God did was he drove them out of the garden and placed cherubims in front of the gate so that they could not get back to the tree of life. They could continue to live for a little while, but from the day they ate that piece of fruit, and I know people like to call it an apple, but we don't know what it was. But from the day they ate, ate that piece of fruit, death started. And it became, it became a countdown until that final day. Simply because they could not get back to the tree of life. And they could not live forever because of their disobedience. There is nothing happening in your life that's so important that you cannot obey God. What you need to do is to do a risk analysis 
and ask yourself, what is it that causes me that when I'm under pressure, when I don't know what to do, to choose to disobey God. What I found out was that when you start to look at situations and you're questioning whether or not I can trust God to do what he said, knowing that that would determine what I do, in any instance where there is a lack of faith, whenever there's a time that you don't think that God's going to do what he said, you are more likely to disobey God. So the real reason for your disobedience is a lack of trust in God. Because if you really trust God, you can do what he said and not worry about it. Knowing that whatever the situation is, God's got me. He's going to take care of me no matter what. God takes situations that are just impossible and make them possible. And he do it in such a way that you cannot deny it. I was reading a story about John the Baptist and uh, about John rather when God went to Zachariah and told him that you're going to have a child. I was reading the story and I looked and it was a barren situation. They had no children. They had gotten old. And God said to Zachariah, he said, look, your wife is going to get pregnant and she's going to have a child and you're going to name him John. Zachariah said, wait, I'm old. I'm too old for that now. He said, "Uh, and my wife, she old too. So how am I going to know, how can I know that this is going to happen? And I, I, I felt like Gabriel got a little bit indignant. He said, Zach, don't you know who I am? He said, I am the one that stands in the presence of God. And when God sent me with the message, I deliver it. But since you don't want to accept the word, you're not going to be able to speak until the child is born. It is very important for you even when you don't understand to know the God that you serve is able and know that in spite of what it looked like, in spite of what it feels like, in spite of what I've done, God is still God. And if God said it, if God said it, If God said it, there is nothing and no one that can stop God from doing what it is that he wants to do. 
However, he was choose not to debate based upon your ability to believe. Yes, he can. Yes, he will. But if you cannot believe him, he'll choose not to. Simply because of your lack of faith. Sometimes we hinder our own blessing. All because we won't take God at his word. God cannot lie. His word will not return unto him void. If God said it, that settles it. We used to say, if God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. But the reality is, God said it, and that settles it. God said it. That settles it. And sometimes we make our own life miserable because we won't believe. I don't care who you are. I don't care what family you came from. If you could just muster enough trust to know that I don't have to qualify, I just have to believe. And if I believe God, God will do just what he said. Understand that you're going to go through some stuff in this life. And some of it's not going to be because, because of your doing. You're born into a situation There's some things that's going to happen in your life just because of where you are that you had nothing to do with. But you're going to have to live through it. And there will be times when it seems like God has forgotten about you. But know this. As David once said, I once was young. But now I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed beg bread. Notice that Israel spent 40 years in bondage to the Philistines. Now, there are a lot of you in here that's not 40 years old. But if you was in Israel at the time, you was in bondage. And you had nothing to do with it. Some of you wasn't even born 40 years ago. But you're suffering because of what happened 40 years ago. And you had nothing to do with it. But in spite of the fact that you was born into it, God promised to provide for you in that situation. So regardless of what your situation is, God has not forgotten about you. When you go to God in prayer, know that he loves you enough 
to provide in bondage what you need until your day of deliverance. So even though you may be going through it, God is going through it with you until your deliverance. And he will deliver you from that situation. Whatever it is, God's got you. And understand that there's, sometimes there's some things that you have to do and you don't know about it. When we heard the message on last week about cutting away, before they was able to go in and get the blessing, they had to cut away the 40 years of them not being able to do what God required on the journey. That was 40 years that they were not able to do what God required on the journey. Not that they was just being hard-headed, but they was traveling. They was running, trying to get to a place that didn't allow them to do what God required. But in order to receive the promise, they still had to do it. So once they got to a place to where they was getting ready to receive, they still had to go back and cut away. Don't you know that whatever it is that God has for you is still yours? And he will give you the instructions he need, you need in order to receive what it is. Don't accept the counterfeit. Don't go and try to do it another way. Because there is a snake that's going to tell you that that ain't what he meant. There is a snake that will tell you it don't take all that. There's a snake that will tell you that I know a better way. And understand that everything that shines is not gold. Bishop used to say all the time, Bishop Beecham used to say, tricks work, but they just don't last. And understand that sometimes when God is in control of situations, he's patient with it. He is not in a hurry because he knows the end from the beginning. And we want God to do it now. And sometimes the plan that God had for you because of your stubbornness and your disobedience, he have to withhold it for a while until you get to the place that you can manage it. If you pattern your life to obey God, even when it don't make sense, you will find yourself in a state of continual growth. And the only way you're continually growing or know that you're continually growing is that you will continually change. If you're not changing, you're not growing. If you're not changing, you're not growing. That's just me. I've been this way all my life. Something's wrong. If you look at your child 
and they've been the same since you born, since they was born. Something's wrong. You might want to go to the doctor and have them check it, check them out. They've been crawling for 10 years. And they still can't walk. I've been saved for 10 years. And people look at me funny and I still get mad. I've been going to that church for five years and they still won't let me do nothing. Same people do everything. Well, man, when the last time you been to church? I was there three weeks ago. They didn't let me do nothing three weeks ago, so I took three weeks off. It ain't my fault I work on Sundays. Understand that enemy don't care what he use. He will use whatever he can to keep you from doing what it is that God told you to do. Now, God's way of telling you stuff is usually through his word. And sometimes he will just give you an unction. And sometimes he'll give you a word through the preach word. But he will get the word to you. And you won't have to ask somebody, was that God? Do you think that was God talking to me? If you got to ask if you think that was God, it wasn't God. Because he said, my sheep knows my voice. And the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. You will know. And God makes sure that you know that it's him that's speaking. I believe that we are in a position where we have a decision to make. Are we going to do it God's way? Or are we going to make excuses? It's up to you to make a decision. And notice that God is a gentleman God but there are consequences for our decisions. God don't force his way on you, but there are consequences for the decisions that you make. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.